1: Welcome to Dr. Mara Karpel and your golden years every Sunday right here at 5 p.m. Central time and that's 6 p.m. Eastern time right on blogtalkradio.com and on drmarakarpel.com. And today is Sunday, October the 7th and we're back in beautiful Austin, Texas and Art Mendoza is here. Uh, from Accomplice Entertainment, producer of the program, and he is making the program run for us this evening. And we have a great program in store for you. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined by best-selling author, teacher, and facilitator of workshops in the Toltec tradition, Heather Ashamara, joins us once again. And this time, she's here to discuss her newest book, which she co-authored with Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., The Seven Secrets to Healthy, Happy Relationships. So I think we all could use a little of her help with that right now. And then later in the program, I'll be giving another sneak peek into my book, The Passionate Life. Every week I've been talking um, about a chapter in the book or a topic that's in the book. Um, And this evening, I will be discussing a topic that is very timely right now, and I think we really need to hear it today, and I need to remind myself of it today, and that is how to deal with the chaos in the news without running from our pain, fear, anger, sadness, and any other of those so-called negative emotions, um, and find a way to use those Emotions to empower us and to take um, productive action, and I will also quote some of the great thought leaders on this topic a little bit more deeply about how to harness these emotions for positive actions and still find peace that dwells within us, so that we can keep our focus, our energy, our, our power, vitality, joy, and passion. So. Um, And and I'm also going to give you a few updates about what's happening with the book and where I am going to be speaking. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me and I will read them on the air. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-O.com. And you can hear this evening's program again after the show by going to my website and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with all of the website links that are given on the program by myself and by my guest. And you can also hear the program in as soon as five minutes after the show by going directly to blogtalkradio.com. That's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years. And for information about previous programs, to listen to previous shows, read the information, of uh, all the website links from those previous shows, to read my blog, to find out about the book or order the book, watch videos of interviews that we've done in the studio, all of that is on my website, drmaracartel.com. That's dot com. And you can also hear all of the podcasts that we have done right here on blog talk radio for the past almost five years wow I can't believe that five years um, by going to blog talk radio blog talk radio.com slash your golden years and every single one of our interviews that we have done on blog talk radio are there for the past five years so there's a lot of a lot of information and To find out about any upcoming shows or read my blogs just as they come out in Thrive Global or on Medium, um, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Karpel, Your Golden Years. And you can also follow me on my other Facebook page, The Passionate Life by Dr. Mara Karpel. Also, if you go to my website, you will see um listed every time I schedule a book signing. So all of that is on my website and it will also be on my Facebook page if you follow me. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas and in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and with caregivers And for the past few years, I've been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this really great resource for veterans and for their families, do you have a question that you want to ask me or some information that you feel that I should know about? Feel free to give me a call at... 512 626 6973, or send me an email to Dr. Mara at drmaracarpel.com, or go through my website, drmaracarpel.com. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. Devere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com, and his book is also available on Amazon. And this this evening's program is also sponsored by StoryHouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break and run a couple of our commercials from sponsors. And when we come back, we'll be joined on the phone by best-selling author, teacher, and facilitator of workshops in the Toltec tradition, Heather Ash Amara. And she'll be talking about her latest book, The Seven Secrets to Healthy, Happy Relationships. So, so don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
0: Super psychologist Dr. Mara Karpel will be back after words from our sponsors. Years. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Karpel and your golden years live from Austin, golden Texas. Every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com.
2: Please visit us on the web at www.drmarakarpel.com
1: And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Karpel and your golden years. And joining us on the phone is the best-selling author, teacher, facilitator of workshops in the Toltec tradition, Heather Ash Amara, is joining us once again and this time She's here to talk about her latest book, "The Seven Secrets to Healthy, Happy Relationships." Welcome back, Heather Ash. Thanks so much, Tamara. Great to be here.: I'm so glad to speak with you again. It sounds like you have been yes,
3: life is definitely full right now. I'm <laughs> loving it.
1: That's great. And congratulations on your new book. What, Thank when you. did it
3: launch? It actually launches October twenty second is the official oh. pub date.
1: Okay, so we, we're we're getting a pre launch talk about it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you're you're
1: the you're getting the scoop. <laughs> yeah. I feel special. So so Heather Ash, um before we launch into talking about the book, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of information about your background in case they haven't heard you before.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll just jump in with my um, studies with Don Miguel. So I, as a child, I was really interested in different spiritual traditions and started studying a lot of different traditions when I was in college and met a man named Don Miguel Ruiz who's the author of the four agreements and went into a, a long apprenticeship with him. And the, the teachings had a huge impact on my life. I considered myself happy actually even before I met Miguel, but once I started studying with him and learning about the Toltec wisdom, and the Toltecs were a group of people that came together in south and central Mexico to study perception. So it's an, an old lineage tradition that's been passed down through the family. And the book, The Seven of Relationship, is based in a lot of Toltec wisdom, a lot of just practical information from life and it's co-authored with Miguel's son, oldest son Don Miguel Ruiz Jr.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So, so let's talk about that. You know, relationships are, you know,
1: everybody wants to be in a, well not, most people want to be in a relationship but we nobody ever really teaches us how to do it. <laughs> so I think this Books like yours is um, much needed, and I did actually get to read your book, even though it's pre-launch. I got it off of Kindle, and I think it's really it's a really powerful book. Um, so, so maybe we can talk about, without giving away too much, I mean, there's a lot of detail in the book that people really have to read um, to really get it, but what are the seven secrets? Can you give away the secrets? I can definitely give away the secrets. So
3: the they're grouped into three different sections. So the first is the foundational secrets, and the first one's a secret of commitment. And it's really about committing to yourself first, being on understanding that the most important relationship you have is the relationship with yourself, and the importance of being intimate and getting to know yourself through whatever other relationship you're in. And secret might seem like a total. Opposition, but it's really important in relationship, is the secret of freedom. So how to give your partner the freedom to be who they are and how to hold the freedom to be yourself and navigate that Mm -hmm. relationship. And then the third secret is the secret of awareness, which is really foundational for everything, of learning to become aware of what your agreements and beliefs and fears are inside of a relationship because anybody who's been in a relationship knows they're wonderful and they're incredibly challenging. And they really ask, I think really good relationships ask us to look at ourselves and see where we're afraid, see where we have old agreements that get triggered or get brought up by being in relationship. And so we need to have awareness in order to pay attention to what's showing up in the relationship to be healed And the next three are the transformational secrets. So the secret of healing, the secret of joy, and the secret of communication. And healing is about using your relationship to heal each other, to heal yourself, to help use the relationship to let go of the past so you can really be in the present with your partner. The secret of joy is all about pleasure, sexuality. So we, we do a really deep dive into that. So much around relationship is enjoying your partner, enjoying each other and how to bring that back into a relationship, especially where partners have gotten stuck or, or it's become stagnant in the relationship. And then the secret of communication. And just like you said, Mara, like we are not trained how to be in relationship and we're especially not trained how to communicate clearly So there's Mm -hmm. a whole chapter around how to talk to your partner, how to be honest, how to be truthful, how to set boundaries, uh, which is really valuable.
4: Mm -hmm. And then the last
3: secret is the secret of release, which is, is knowing when it's time to let go of a relationship or to let go of the form a relationship's in. Sometimes relationships need to get renewed. And in order to do that, we have to be willing to let go of the old form and and recommit to what we want to create in a relationship so those are those yeah secret yeah
1: i think that last one is really important for relationships that go on for many years
3: right yep exactly you know I, yeah yeah go on and i've talked to so many people that have been in relationship for a long time and they feel like their relationship is stagnant or they've gotten into really, they don't know how to get out of. And that's how the learning how to release both releasing who you've created your partner to be. Cause so often we project onto our partner who we think they should be
1: mm-hmm.
4: and
3: also releasing who you've been yourself. Right. That's scary. <laughs> Right, yes, it,
1: it <laughs> i is. I think one of the challenges and you know uh, that you're you're bringing up is that um people are afraid, I think, to change and grow because it will
3: change your relationship. Yes, yeah, and we get so attached often to the form of the relationship that it was in the beginning. Like, we're not even current with where our relationship is now. We're holding to where we think it should be or where it was before. Um, right. And it is really challenging to let go and to let it evolve, let each other evolve. And that's why, really, the, the, the second chapter, The Secret of Freedom, really connects to The Secret of Releasing. That mm-hmm. if we can keep giving our partners the freedom to be who they are, then that's really the key to staying in love. And to both partners, growing.
1: Right. Well, that makes sense because you were, you know, we're attracted to our partner and and who they are when we first met them, and then suddenly we want them to be who we want them to be. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I really connected to that chapter about freedom. Um, so I want to ask you how. Do we allow you you write about this? how do we allow freedom um, while creating reasonable boundaries that help us feel safe mm-hmm. with I think that people feel a little scared to give their partner freedom because they don't really know what that means. That might mean no boundaries
3: yeah, exactly and and that's an important piece to understand is that giving your partner freedom doesn't mean there's no boundaries in the relationship at all. It means that you are clear and this takes a lot of self-inquiry to get really clear with what are your boundaries, what are your needs in a relationship. And I think about it this way of when we honor what our needs are, what we're honoring is how can I, what do I need in order to stay present and open hearted in this relationship to stay really committed to this relationship. And, when we're giving our partner freedom, we're not saying you're free to do anything that you want. I mean, we are saying that, but we're also saying, and there's consequences for your actions, which is true with everything. And the truth mm-hmm. is, we're all free to take any action we want at any time, but there's consequences. And so understanding we have freedom, that's what we're, na- we're navigating. We're not saying I'm going to withhold love from you unless you behave the way I want you to behave. So that's control. That's not freedom. That's trying to control someone. But what we are saying is I will be present and love you conditionally for who you are. And here's what I need. Here's my boundary. And you're free Mm -hmm. to honor this boundary or not honor this boundary. If you don't honor this boundary, here are the consequences. Right. So it sounds easy to say. (laughs) And when you step back, if you can step back from the relationship, it's easy to get clear on that. But of course, when you're emotionally involved in a relationship, it's more difficult to do that. Right. Right. And, and you but know, that's I think what we're we all to have, do.
1: Yeah, we all have this tendency. Even the small things, you know, not like breaking boundaries, but we tend to feel like, oh, we want our partner to behave this way, and when they something that's annoying or irritating we want them to stop (laughs) yes yeah Yeah.
3: (laughs) and to be able to step back and just say you know what that's who they are and can i can i stay open-hearted with this person because the truth is there are ways we are irritating as well no doubt Mm -hmm. that whenever we're in a relationship that there's there's places of the other person we might not love but can we accept them that's right. He,
1: right. Yeah, and you you do talk about unconditional love. Um, you know what what is that? Because I think that that's a people say it, but I don't think that they really
3: understand what that means. Yes, for me, unconditional love is about I'm willing to show up in love no matter what. Even if the person's doing something I don't want, I can make a boundary, but I can make a boundary out of self-love and out of just being present and open and loving. Like, nope, this doesn't work for me. How most of us have been trained is in order to control our partner, if we withdraw love and our partner then tries to change their behavior to get the love back, But they're not really, I mean, often what ends up happening is just this incredible war of control and of one partner withdrawing love and the other partner then going, okay, I'll do whatever you need me to do to get the love back, but then they're resentful. Mm -hmm.
4: Unconditional
3: love says, I'm just going to love you. I might not like this behavior, but I can stay open-hearted to you. I can clearly Mm -hmm. state what my needs and preferences are and stay open-hearted with you. Right. And it's Good. yeah, Go it's on. not Sorry. it's not easy. <laughs> it's just it's not it's, you know all these things are easy to think about but they're very challenging to put into mm-hmm. practice because mm-hmm. we've learned so many different things. Right.
1: And I think it's important to, you know, when you said that unconditional love doesn't mean that you don't have preferences and you don't clearly state preferences.
3: Yeah, Yeah. or that there's not consequences for people's actions. Right, right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's
1: self-love. Um, I, I talk a lot about self-love, and maybe, you know, I would like to hear your perspective on it. You know, we hear, you know, we're told you have to love yourself before you can really be there for another person. But, again, that's another thing that we're not taught how to do. How do we love ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Big, big challenge. How I really worked with this with myself of learning to love myself was just starting off with respecting myself, respecting my choices, respecting my mistakes. Just realizing, because for me, I had this idea that I had to be perfect, and I think a lot of us have that. And and the agreement was, if I'm perfect, then I'll love myself. Of course, it's never going to happen.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so. So I started really breaking that down and going, okay, well, can you learn to respect that you're making actions based on what you've learned and that you can learn as you go along, that you're going to make mistakes, and instead of punishing, can you just bring love in? And one of the, things, one of the tricks I use with myself is I started asking myself, okay, if somebody made this particular mistake you just made and it was your best friend that had made the mistake, how would you have treated them?
4: Mm -hmm. And I
3: realized the discrepancy of how I treated myself and how I would treat pretty much almost anybody else. Right. And so I started really holding myself to, you know, treat yourself like you would treat a friend. And over Mm -hmm. time that, that anchored in, it took some time, but over time that definitely anchored in. And so that place of self-respect, kindness, being gentle with yourself and really honoring where you are on your journey and understanding that, you know, we're not doing things in a vacuum. There's reasons that we take particular actions. And as we get to know ourselves, we can then really learn how to adjust, how to make different choices as we go along.
1: Right, right. Like Oprah says, when we know better, we do better. Mhm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like that about I, I say that a lot about treating yourself like you would your best friend because we're we're really rough on ourselves and we would never speak to other people the way that we speak to ourselves. Or other people that yeah. we like anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. It's mm-hmm. so so hard on ourselves. Exactly. And it's also really important for us to figure out what we love. And sometimes we go through our lives taking on what we think other people want us to be or what other people think we should like. And so whatever age we are, I think it's really valuable for us to start getting to know ourselves and asking, okay, what do I like now? What lights me up? What makes me happy? Mm -hmm. And to be honest about that. And that's a part of the the freedom, creating freedom in a relationship, is that you're encouraging your partner to do activities on their own that they love. And you're giving yourself permission to do activities you love on your own, that you don't have to do Mm -hmm. every single thing with your partner. Right. And that's a big one. I see a lot of couples where they
1: feel that they need to share all of their likes and dislikes with each other. And that's, just you know, that's a very high bar to set
3: yes, it it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say, if that's happening, somebody's not being honest. Right. You know, if, if the partners are so, like, aligned with every single thing, I'm like, mm, suspect. Right. Because as humans, we are very different. And we do want mm-hmm. to have – it's healthy. It's really healthy to have differences with our partners. Mm-hmm. I love uh, – there's a an author called David Snarch who wrote a book called Uh, passionate marriage Um, and I talk about this in the in the seven secrets that we want to have shared context in our relationship so things that we love doing together and differentiation so things that we love doing separately and for Mm -hmm. a a healthy relationship we need both we need really good differentiation and we need really good self-shared context right right I agree with you I, I think
1: it's really important to have some time away from each other uh, um if you you know if you don't want to get tired of each other you need to have some yes. space
3: <laughs> yes one of the the favorite um games that, that Miguel and I play at workshops which is really powerful thing to learn about relationships is we will we'll put people in pairs and we'll have both partners say yes yes at the same time to each other and it's so fun to both have both partners saying yes and then we have them both say no So they both are just saying no, no to each other. And that also feels great. And then we're like, okay, now one of you say yes, one of you say no. And immediately people are like, I can't do this. I hate this. This is so hard. And where we want to get to in relationship is that we're equally as open hearted with our partner's yes as we are with their no. Just Mm -hmm. like we're equally open hearted with our own yes or our no. This is like, this is a no, period. Nope. Right. is a yes, and that's a skill that we can learn over time, but again, most of us, the belief system is if somebody's saying no to me, that means they don't love me, or that means they're going to go away, put a lot of weight on what a no means, and when we learn to just open our hearts and like, okay, that's a no for them, then everything starts to change in the relationship is what I've seen.
4: Mm-hmm, hmm
3: So, you know, I think
1: one of the issues that I come across with working, um, especially with, um, you know, women and also men who are more towards their middle years, and they're discovering things that they they're single and they're discovering things that they love in their life, and they're following their passion because that's one of the things that I talk about. They don't see how they can do that and also commit to another person. And so you know I loved what you wrote about interdependence and maybe you can, can you talk a little bit more about that?
3: Absolutely. That belief sometimes, and I've I've also talked to people that as they get older they're like, I like living by myself, I like my life, I don't want to have you know I don't want anything to change, um, or I don't see how I could med- merge my life with somebody else. And how I look at it is that we're all interdependent with each other, that we don't have to hold complete independence and we don't also don't have to swing to the other side, which is complete dependence. But that there's this beautiful interweaving of retaining our independence and also knowing that we can lean into somebody else that we can be interdependent with somebody else, that there's this beautiful crossover. And to be creative in how we're navigating our relationships, you know, especially as for, for people who have been in maybe a traditional marriage or a traditional relationship with very traditional roles, that as you get older, you start to realize you don't want to go back into the old role. And I think sometimes people go, oh, well, that means I can't be in relationship. But relationships are wide open of how you want to create them.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So, so really being open to what do you want and knowing it's possible to create that. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's relationship. It can be absolutely unique. And right. And that brings me to another point that
1: I really want to get to before we have to end this. And, and that is the another... Another point that I really resonated with in your book was when you talked about healing from domesticated ideas. What is it? Domesticated ideas and outdated wool. hmm Yes.
3: I think that's a we, big so, one. It's a huge one, yeah. Because we're often – we've learned how to be in relationship for, by watching our parents or watching television. And so we learn these old beliefs and ideas of what a relationship should look like, what role we should play. And, you know, I've seen incredibly independent people that get married and like a couple months after they get married, they're suddenly like picking on a role and they don't even realize they're doing it. And then they kind of wake up one day and are like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Like, this isn't who I am. This is my mother or this is my father. Like, I fell into this role. So to really begin to explore and use the relationship to help us pay attention to where are there outdated roles that we're falling into without realizing it? Mm-hmm. And how do, how do we support each other in stepping out of those?
1: Right, right.
3: Yeah, and I, my partner and I have a, a great joke because I um, I travel all the time. I mean, we, we hardly spend that much time together because I travel all the time. And at one point I just said to him, I'm like, you know, I'm just a bad girlfriend. Like, I'm never going to be a good girlfriend because in my head, like <laughs> a good girlfriend is always there in the morning to make him coffee. And I'm like, I'm never going to be that girl that's like there in the morning to make you coffee every time. Like, every once in a while, I'll make you coffee. So we just have this great joke right now which has been really helpful because it brings me to the awareness where I'll just say a bad girlfriend. Now he'll go like, yep, you're a bad girlfriend. And then we'll both laugh because we're like, who's decided who bad girlfriend is and who good girlfriend is like, there's no role. Right. So that's a fun way to play with each other is is if you catch yourself falling into roles to just start to joke about it. Um, And that can bring a lot of lightness to the situation. Some people would say that
1: you're a fantastic girlfriend every morning <laughs> to make yeah, exactly,
4: yeah,
3: and he definitely believes that. <laughs> He's like That's the perfect girlfriend, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. But yeah. my old belief of what what you know in quote a girlfriend is doesn't say that, so it's fun to right, yeah, right, you Bust it. bust some of those yeah. role
1: myths about yeah, role, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. So, yeah. so Heather Ash, are you giving? You said you mentioned workshops. Are you are you and Don Miguel Jr. giving workshops about
3: this book? We don't have anything planned for 2019 yet, but I'm assuming we will at some point. So, we're crafting. Miguel uh, Jr. is starting to do some workshops on the on the book. So I know he's got some workshops coming up. I just have one workshop for this year because so I'm writing another book, so I'm in a little bit of oh. uh, sabbatical. Yeah. Writing yeah. another book. How many books yeah. do you have out now? Um, I think I have seven books out now. Wow. That's great. Yeah. yeah it Good is. for you. It's, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. And congratulations to you for your book. Thank you. Out. It's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah. Yes
1: how much work goes into it so when you say that you've written seven that's amazing to me yeah (laughs) it's amazing to me as well (laughs) so how can listeners um, find out about this book and and your other books and any workshops that that you have coming up
3: or that you will have in 2019 Mm. my website is heatherashamara.com And so that's a great place to check for workshops and, and information on the books and the books can be found in all independent bookstores and online. So, and then I also have a, a Facebook page, Heather Ashamara.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I will post that on my uh, website post about this program. I'll post that link later tonight. So it'll be there if anybody looks for it. Um, So, good luck with the launch of the book um, I, it's a great I think Thanks. I think it is gonna do
3: really well because this is a topic everybody wants to know about <laughs> yeah it's it's one of the most important and most challenging places to explore consciousness yeah. so I'm really excited about it
1: yes um, and thank you so much for coming making time to come back on the program um, I we need to stay in touch so you can let me know about the next book that comes out as well.
3: Absolutely. I will. That one will coming out January, 2020.
1: Okay. I'll definitely keep
3: you in the loop. That's soon. Okay, great. Well, you have a good evening. Thank you. You
1: too. Take good care.
3: Okay. Bye-bye now.
1: All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We have lots more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
2: Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpel.com.
1: And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Maricarpel and your golden years right here on drmaracarpel.com and on um, your golden years. Okay. <laughs> so I really love um, Heather Ashe's book. Um, and again, I'm going to post the link to it later this evening. The name of the book, once again, is the seven secrets to healthy, happy relationships. Um, really, really good tips. And I think, you know, it goes deeper. I have a whole, I have a chapter on relationships in my book, but her whole book is on relationships. So that, you know, it really goes, they go hand in hand. I'll put it that way. You read them both. (laughs) Um, and I think it's really important for us to 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 develop better relationship skills, not just with our um, partners, if we have a partner, but with our friends, our family, and just the people that we interact with throughout the day. So, um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that in my discussion um, about the news and coping with, you know, things that we might find distressing in the news. Uh, But first, let me talk about upcoming events and news um, of my own. So, um, as you might know, my book launched and it, it is now in paperback as well as Kindle and both can be purchased on Amazon and you just need to put in my name and it'll pop up and it can also be purchased at my website drmaracourtel.com just go to the book page and just click on the link and it'll take you to the Amazon page so that you know that might be the better way to go so you don't have to do a search and I am doing some book signings this Tuesday. So if you're in the Austin area, I will be doing a book signing. I would love to meet you, and that's on Tuesday, October the ninth, this Tuesday, at Bookwoman, which is in um, which is on North Lamar in Austin, Texas. And you can go to their website, Bookwoman. dot um, com. Address or go to my website. Even better, <laughs> and go to the book page, and there's a listing of um, the book signings, and it has the address for Bookwoman, and it'll be from 7 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. and I will be selling books there, as well as signing them and doing a little talk about the book. And if you're in the Colorado Springs area, I will be doing a book event, um, speaking about the book and signing. and selling some books as well at a cafe called Good Karma Cafe in Manitou Springs, Colorado, which is right outside of Colorado Springs. And that is on Sunday, October 21st from 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. And later on in the end of January, I will be at Paragraph Books on South Padre Island on, on January 25th. And I will be doing some more book signings, possibly in between all of these, um, between the Colorado and the um, South Padre Island um, in New York, as well as here in Austin, Texas. And I will be posting those on my website as they are scheduled. So, again, to find out all of the schedule, the whole schedule for book signings go to my book page on my website, drmaracarpel.com. And, and I'm and i working on another blog for thriveglobal.com but you can read my blogs that have already been published by going to thriveglobal.com which is the Ariana Huffington's online health and wellness publication or you can go to my website and click on publications and all of my blogs will be there. And I think that's it. Oh, how can I miss this? This is, one, this is a biggie. On October 15th, which is next Monday, I will be interviewed on One Life Radio, which is a show about alternative and holistic health, on, which, is an, which is on iHeart Radio. And that will air live in Dallas at 12.15 p.m. till 12.30 on Talk Radio 1190. So if you're in the Dallas area, you can listen to me live on the radio. It's also a syndicated show and will be broadcast at different times of the week, a recording of it in New York and Seattle and a few other spots on their iHeartRadio radio stations. And you can hear the podcast uh, on their website, oneliferadio.com, and I will be posting the podcast after it And I'll post that on my website as well as on my Facebook, D'Amero Carpel, Your Golden Years. And I will be focusing, especially on one of the topics in the book, um, food and, and mood, because it is a holistic health station, program. All right. So I wanted to talk about what is going on in the news in not what's going on in the news, but, in, but how we can deal with what's going on in the news. And this really is for whatever your political persuasion, I think that everybody can agree that there is a lot of chaos and it's very distressing. And um, there are many people right now who feel really um, angry, really sad. Really hopeless, and maybe even have given up, and that is the worst thing that people can do is give up, and um, and for themselves it is really bad. It leads to depression and anxiety, um, and it's really bad for everybody else. We need we need people to be involved and and, and have vitality and joy in in doing that and being involved. So how can we keep vitality and joy at the same time as being involved in some really heavy issues that are happening on the uh, on the American stage and on the world stage? Um, that's a very tough question, and I've been having a rough time with it myself, to be honest with you. This weekend, I really – well, Friday and Saturday, I really felt badly and felt um, – Wow, I'm I'm speaking about joy and vitality, and I feel really bad. Um, but I think that's okay, and I, I I and I write about that in the book. It's in chapter eight, which is staying positive in spite of all of the bad news. And the first thing that I write, number one, is feel what you feel and accept reality. So. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that you just lie down and accept things and that they're going to always be that way, but accepting the reality that this is what is happening right now. Not trying to run from it, not trying to change it into something other than what it is in your own mind. What is happening right now? If it's something that you don't like, it really is happening And it is that thing that you don't like and accepting that that is the reality. Because if we don't accept reality, then we really start to lose our grip on life and being able to do the things that we want to do in life. So this is the reality. And then allow yourself to feel sad, to feel angry. These are normal emotions. And when we stuff them down and don't accept these emotions, they're still there. They're just hidden, and they will come back to bite us when we're least expected. And it will cause us to feel depressed and anxious, angry, at times that we don't even understand why we're feeling that way. I work with a lot of veterans who have PTSD, and one of the common symptoms that they describe is feeling numb, that they can't enjoy life. When happy things happen, they don't feel happy. And one of the reasons that that happens is the brain has a way of protecting us from negative emotions that we just do not want to feel them. And so we numb ourselves. And when we numb ourselves from the negative emotions, we, our brain cannot, we cannot pick and choose which emotions we're going to numb ourselves from. If we numb ourselves, it's from it's all emotion. So we can't feel positive things either. So it's really important to allow yourself to feel what you feel. And emotions are temporary and they will pass as long as you allow them to pass. So pushing them down is not allowing them to pass and also um, holding on to them is not allowing them to pass. So that's the opposite thing is that you don't want to hold on to the anger all the time. You need to then move to the next thing okay I I've gotten I I'm angry and now what um, the next tip that I wrote in my book is avoid social media that got much better at it because I discovered that it's really a waste of time you're not going to change anybody's mind You're just going to get more upset and you're wasting your own time Um, and your own energy that you could be using towards doing something positive and creating a positive solution or being a positive, you know, just putting, you know, focusing on being positive in the world and being kind and, and generous, all of those things have an effect on changing some of the negativity in the world. And so if we're focused on trying to change the minds of, somebody who we don't even know on social media, we're wasting that time. Um, And again, related to this is the fact that there are a lot of people who you don't know on social media who are actually trolls. And what a troll means is that they don't really care about the topic that they're arguing with you about. They're just there to get into an argument, (laughs) um, to just instigate. And the more that you allow yourself to get pulled into the negative argument, the more it reinforces that behavior in them and the more that they will instigate. So there's a saying, do not feed the trolls. Really, um, you're feeding the trolls if you even respond. So if it's somebody that you don't know, don't even respond to them because you don't even know what what their agenda is. And I do, I really think that it's important to stay aware of what's going on. I don't think it's, a, I don't agree with the idea of shutting off the TV or the computer or whatever, however you get your news, all the time and not paying attention. I've talked to some people who absolutely had no idea what was going on because they had not paid attention to the news and like, at least the past month. And I don't think that's good because even those people have anxiety because they don't know what, because if you don't know what's going on then you feel anxious about what possibly could be going on and you're picking up on everybody else's anxiety. And I think it puts you in a vulnerability when you don't know what's going on. Knowledge is power. So it's really important to know what's going on. But at the same time, it's really important to take a break from it as well. Once you know what's going on, you don't have to keep watching it over and over and over again and talking about it and finding everybody else's point of view about it. Take a break. And when you take a break, that gives you a chance to deal with your feelings about the news and it gives you a chance to rejuvenate yourself and see that there is that that bad news isn't the only thing that's happening in the world. There are there are positive things going on in the world. It helps put things into perspective, and it helps to give you the clarity of thought to be able to take positive action. If it's something that you feel that you want to be a part of, that you want to change what's happening in the world, you can't do that without the energy and the clarity of thought, how to be productive. You don't want to just go out there swinging and act out of anger. That's not helpful. That only hurts your cause and it hurts you. So taking a break is important. And then finding meaning. Find meaning in what's going on. And that means get involved. So, you know, Getting involved could be writing letters to your representatives. It certainly means voting. That's, a, that's an American right, it's a, and it's a duty as citizens to vote. Um, it, it's what gives us a voice. Um, you know, you might get involved in registering people to vote, get involved in working for a candidate that you want to support, or it may be just... Helping people who you know are um, having a really rough time, um, volunteering in a soup kitchen or volunteering to um, bring clothing to people who are are in need of clothing. I mean, anything that you can do to help other people. And I've talked about the power of that and how um, being generous and kind actually has a very positive effect on our on our health and on our emotional well-being, so the world. So every, you know, one of the things that causes depression is feeling helpless and hopeless. And a lot of people just give up. They don't get involved. They don't even vote. They they just have given up. And the fact is that every little bit counts. Anything that you can do to help other people or help a cause makes a difference. Um, Your kind act to another person has a ripple effect, and it will make a difference in the world. You can make a difference one act of kindness at a time. So it's really important not to give up. The best way to prevent or to overcome depression that is related to feeling like, you know, bad things are happening <laughs> that you have no control over is to get involved and to take action in a way that's positive. So I really, really, um, you know, when I talk about not running from anger and, but, and using and harnessing it and using it in a positive way, I don't mean acting out of anger in a violent way at all because you're just adding to the negativity in the world. I mean taking that energy and letting that be the motivation to get involved in a positive way. So I started doing some research to figure out, well, how do we do that? It sounds kind of strange to be angry and allow ourselves to be angry and also take positive, loving action. How do we do that? So I, I looked up some of the top thought leaders, and what they have to say about it. And I came upon this um, this website that's really wonderful, and it came out in 2017, it was, it, but it's still very timely. It was, it's called Love, Serve, Remember Foundation. And it's an article, a series of articles written by Noah Marcus, Um, in the love serve remember foundation and you might want to look that up um, and you can get a newsletter from them and if, if you want to increase your positive news and your positive outlook on the world that's a great place noah wrote this series of articles called love in the time of chaos a guide to compassion in 2018 And he wrote, no matter what side of the political fence you fall on, there is anger and divisiveness everywhere. It feels inescapable at times. So how do we deal with being surrounded by anger? How do we cultivate any sense of loving awareness in the face of chaos? So he went to the great teachers, the spiritual teachers, the modern teachers. I've quoted some of them on this program, like, Sharon Salzberg, who is all about mindfulness meditation, and um, Ram Dass is the Be Here Now famous author uh, and scholar about finding love and compassion within, as well as Pima Chodron. Um, So he quotes some of them in this article. And one of them... Is from a podcast that Ram Dass did, and what Ram Dass said, got to keep our quietness inside. We've got to keep our love, our compassion. We've got to keep our wisdom during this time. In this political scene, I don't think we should all sit back and say it's just perfect, but I want to say you should not do social action with." frustration and anger but with love so what he's saying is that whatever steps you take in in making a difference in the world you really need to do it from a place of love and the anger can be what motivates you and energizes you to start thinking about what you need to do but but you need to take some time to transform that anger into love before you act Um, we've got to keep our quietness inside. And Noah writes, this is the line I keep coming back to. In the face of so much anger, so many talking heads shrieking incoherently at each other, so much unwanted noise, we have to have that place of quietness within ourselves. We have to be the calm eye and the center of the storm. Danny Goldberg, um, who's the host of Rock and Rolls, podcast wanting to recognize that anger racism war fear greed these are not new things this issue is going to go on it was going on before we were in these incarnations it's going to go on after we leave these bodies and there's enough there's another level on which whatever we do we have to do it believing that over time over time it's going to make a difference Short-term thinking can be a trap and it takes you out of really doing the work of a lifetime. So that's another part of this is whatever steps you take with loving kindness, don't be discouraged when you don't see the results right away. This is something that's going to take time and you, we need to be patient. Um Lama Surya Das, host of the Awakening Now podcast, stated to live with the consequences um, okay. of what's happening now. I think perhaps resistance and clarifying things. Clarifying ourselves is very important, not passivity. And then Lama, the Buddhist teacher, Lama trem Alion, Um we have to just keep trying. We have to keep going with our ecological initiatives, our feminist initiatives, and anti-racist initiatives, and so on, in the face of the big wave of something that is opposing that. I don't know if we can trust that good will triumph over evil. From a Buddhist point of view, that's not guaranteed. For us, we have to keep our motivation to do everything we do and think everything we think for the benefit of all being. So even the upset that we might feel or the anger is for the benefit of all being. It needs to have that motivation. So how do we turn that anger into a benefit rather than a detriment? Um, Lama Surya states in his podcast, Lama Surya Das, How do you reduce reactivity? Breathe. Breath and awareness is one thing that's day-to-day in the moment wherever we are. You don't have to sit down, cross your legs, and meditate to do that. Also, taking a risk like being willing to cross that gap a little bit. Maybe you can listen to the other person a little bit more before reacting. That one's a little hard, but I think that there is a point to that. And then Sharon Salzberg, host of the Meta Hour podcast, talks about cultivating compassion to combat reactivity. She says, some views are really biased and they're hurtful. Some actions are really wrong. Fronting someone as bad or evil, as a bad or evil person, is a very different thing. One of the difficulties I find in myself is the idea of cultivating compassion for someone does not mean you give up the fight. We think it's one or the other, that either I'm going to have all this hostility and outrage and probably die young and fight the fight, or I'm going to be peaceful and mellow and let things be and have love for everyone in my heart. It's not like that. Communicating with someone who holds a different point of view does not mean giving up all sense of principle, it means looking at somebody as a human being and realize uh, realizing as always there are cause, always there are causes and conditions for anyone's state um, All right, let me jump over here um, I want to jump to the wisdom of anger uh, in Lama Sultrim's Aliium podcast mind Rolling. Um, He says, our worst thing can also be our best thing. So if you have a lot of anger, you have a tremendous potential of that energy becoming mirror-like wisdom. Um, And then Roshi Joan Halifax. Joan Halifax uh, has written several books, and they're all great, and I love what she has to say. I think anger is important at this time. I think to circumvent any sense of moral outrage that's arising within us is to be unrealistic in relation to the harm that's occurring at this time. One has to understand anger in perspective. Anger, for one thing, has within it the seed of wisdom associated with clarity, with discernment. If you cut the value out of your experience, in a way you're taking some of the structure that allows us to see clearly into things as they are. The seed of wisdom in anger is discernment. That's the first thing. The second thing is our anger toward the experience of disempowerment that is going on, whether we're speaking in terms of the natural world or in terms of race or children or women or economic justice. justice. We should be angry, and it's essential that we act. We can't just sit there gazing at our navel and say a passive in the face of harm. I think Martin Luther King Jr. was clear about the relationship between love and justice. Anything that stands in the way of love is unjust. The absence of justice points to the absence of love. So I don't separate love and justice in this regard. I see them as intimately intertwined. We can become a toy of our anger or our anger can become an instrument of love. Integrating your anger, not get rid of your anger, but live with anger and integrate it healthfully, not let it denigrate into hatred, rage, and violence. Anger is just an emotion and a feeling, a very difficult one. How we respond to it makes all the difference. Um, So I want to, I just want to jump, through to where I dog-eared this. Uh, in the end, where the, where the Beatles right when they sang the words, love is all you need, wrote Noah Marcus, chances are it's really not c- quite that simple. But as we come to the end of this, of this it's never been clear to me that in this time of anger and polarization, these days are fractured souls and chaos that love and respect for every living being as our brightest beacon of light moving forward. And Sharon Salzberg states, I keep coming back to the cultivation of love and compassion as the antidote to fear and anger, that I need another way of moving in this scenario with as much adversity and difficulty and challenge as there is. Why not take a chance on loving kindness and compassion and see what the cultivation does. I don't really believe in any way that it will make me passive or give up. Loving activism is not just sitting back and saying, oh, it's great, just ruin me or kill me, says Buddhist scholar Robert Thurman. Loving activism can be quite harsh in some cases, in actual action. Um, so... Loving activism where even though you're opposing uh, the people who are trying to hurt you, you're seeing the opponent not as an object of hatred but as an object of of concern. Try to find the sources of happiness within yourself and around you and then help the people who are unhappy and therefore causing evil. When Social action is based on love, not anger. Look at how the English commented on Gandhi. Even after he broke the back of the British Empire, they still said they respected, loved, and honored him because at all times he respected, loved, and honored them. May all respect, honor, and most of all, love everyone. So the point here (laughs) is that it's important to feel anger and admit that you're what that you're angry, and it's important to take action about something that you feel is unjust. But you need to use that anger to motivate you, but then find a way to have loving kindness in your action. So, my my biggest suggest suggestion in this very difficult task that is in front of you if you feel that this is important to you the biggest suggestion is to find other people who are also trying to make a difference but want to remain peaceful and loving in how they do it and I think having that support group is crucial in being able to deal with what's happening to be able to remember to take breaks to be able to calm yourself down inside and to be able to take loving action and feel like you're making a difference in the world in whatever way that you can. Um, And I'm going to end it with Thasekdu Ikeda, who is the president of the Soka Gakkai International, which um, which is a Japanese Buddhist organization that is now international. And um, in his daily, there's a book of daily um, encouragement. For this date, October 7th, it was very fitting. He wrote, what will the future be like? No one knows the answer to that question. All we know is that the effects that will appear in the future are all contained in the causes that are made in the present. The important thing, therefore, is that we stand up and take action to achieve great objectives without allowing ourselves to be distracted or discouraged by immediate difficulties. All right. Very powerful. So on that note, if anybody has any suggestions, please feel free to send me an email to Mara at drmaracartel.com. And we're, we don't have a musician for this evening, so we are going to end the show a little early. Um, before we go off the air, I want to let you know what's happening next week. Um, we'll be back next Sunday, October 14th, with another great show, and we will be in our Austin studio. And author and former professor Irma Guadurama will be will be joining us in the studio to discuss her book, In the Shadow of the Half Moon, Struggles of Women from Central America in Search of a New Life. And this book is about, um, it's a narrative of nine women, three from each of three countries, El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala, who at the time of the interviews were awaiting asylum proceedings. And each story presented is a dramatization, an account based on the information they shared with Irma in her interviews with them about why they took the risk, extreme risk, along with their children, traversing through the treacherous, dangerous Mexican corridor full the chaos and not knowing if they will live another day in order to make it here to the U.S. So I think that will be a really, really interesting discussion and really interesting book. And we'll have more. We always have more. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show and about upcoming shows, listen to previous programs, read my blog, find out about the book, all of that, it's on my website, drmaricorpel.com. And you can also follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Cartel, Your Golden Years, for all of the latest news. And you can listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com/slash Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Compass Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Spiked Up Productions. And sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere, and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guest, Heather Ash Amara. And of course, thank you, Art. Thank you all for listening. Peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone.
5: I almost spoke All the words that I wanted to say I almost saw What you look like Less your wall But almost doesn't count Anymore And a sure thing Never will. You almost felt all the things that I dream about, and you almost the songs that I sing out loud, but almost doesn't count anymore, and a sure thing never will.
2: Any guidance offered by Dr. Karpel is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Karpel, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show.
3: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.